Building influence is something anyone can learn. It's an investment you can make in yourself and it can hold the keys to achieving your dreams and having the life and impact you want to have. I'm Laura Cox Kaplan. I've learned a lot over three decades about building and sustaining influence and how using it and using it effectively can make a big, big difference in your life and career. Here on She Said, She Said podcast, we're digging into the different dimensions that help us build and sustain influence. If you thought being an influencer was just for social media, think again. Whether you're starting a business, raising money for a cause, negotiating a promotion, running your household, or trying to connect with those who don't share your views, understanding and using the different dimensions of influence will increase your chances of success, whatever your goals may be. Listening to She Said, She Said podcast is a smart, efficient investment you can make in you. I'm really glad you're here and I'm excited we're on this journey together. Hey friend, welcome to She Said, She Said. This is episode 224, and it's probably our last episode for the year 2022. Now I say probably because I might be able to squeeze in one more episode, maybe a repackaged bonus episode or two before the end of the year, but things here are pretty busy as I wrap up the year and get ready to launch some great new interviews and content for you in 2023. You are going to love what's coming up in the new year because it will help us further connect our theme of influence to personal branding and a few important things to consider as we are building a brand that is also influential. Now, last week I talked about how you can get booked on podcasts as a way of sharing your knowledge and expertise. But one of my most important points related to last week's episode was the advice that I shared about how important it is to make a direct connection between your message and how it can serve the podcast host's audience. Now, when that happens, friend, there is magic that comes. If you missed episode 223, be sure to go back and listen. I promise you it's well worth it. Coming up in the new year, I'll be talking with several terrific experts about how to further connect a focus on influence with building your brand. And I'll also be talking about the best way to think about and structure a sabbatical. If you've been meaning to take some extended time off, I hope you'll check out the episode because I'll share some great tips of my own and a few from guests that really will help you maximize your investment in yourself when you take that time off. Before we jump into today's topic though, I do want to tell you how much I appreciate you and how happy I am that you're here with me each week. If you happen to be new to She Said, She Said podcast, welcome. I'm really, really glad you're here. I also want to say thank you for helping She Said, She Said podcast hit and stay in the top 100 to top 200 of all career podcasts, not just those that are tailored toward women like this one. 
You also helped us rise in the Listen Notes ranking where we sit in the top 1.5% of all podcasts globally. That's some almost 3 million and counting. And those are the rankings, not just for career podcasts, but for all podcasts. I am extremely proud of this, but I know it only happened because you are here. So thank you. I am really grateful and I love that you're finding value in this content. For today's topic, I'm keeping it short and sweet and very tactical. It was inspired a bit by my own pain point, one of them at least, and that is overwhelm. December tends to push my overwhelm into overdrive. There literally are not enough hours in the day to do all the things that life requires in the month of December, and I know that many of you feel the same way. Typically, with topics like this, we can reverse engineer it to figure out how we got too much on our plate in the first place. And that is, of course, a good thing to do. I can certainly benefit from that exercise. We can figure out how to plan better and how to restructure how we're working. But in the short term, That can be very frustrating, especially when you're drowning and all you really need is a life preserver, not someone to tell you, you know, you could have planned better. Am I right? So with that in mind, I'm going to share two simple but very effective strategies or life preservers, if you will, that help me get out of the water and back on the road and that might help you do the same. I am keeping this list to two things because These really are the ones that are the simplest and that seem to make the biggest and most immediate difference for me. The first relates to something called open loops. Have you ever heard of the open loop theory? It goes something like this. When you have things that are unfinished, your brain tends to fixate on them. This can be a clip of a song that gets stuck in your head or maybe a book that you feel compelled to finish even, maybe especially, a book that you don't necessarily love. And the open loop is also the reason why we often feel compelled to binge that new show to get to the end and find out what happened. But the concept also applies when you have lots of things, projects, to-dos, and responsibilities. The more stuff floating around in your head or on various lists, the harder your brain has to work to stay focused. And the more difficult it can be to actually plow through those things and get them done. The reason why is something called the Zygarnik effect. It's named after a psychologist whose name was Bluma Zygarnik. She studied why waiters in a cafe were more likely to remember customer orders that were in progress versus those orders that had been completed and the customer paid and left. Bluma, we're going to call her by her first name since I'm pretty sure I'm butchering her last name. Bluma created an experiment to test this theory and she gave participants puzzles and games and other tasks to perform. But then she interrupted some of the participants. Those that were interrupted were twice as likely to remember the tasks that they hadn't finished versus the ones that they had finished. And that tells us a couple of important things. Our brains are wired to want to close open loops. 
again, back to the Netflix series or the book or to get to the conclusion of a story. It's why it's a technique that's used in advertising to keep you watching and clicking because you're literally wired to get to the end and close the loop. When you think about this tendency as it relates to those endless items on your list, when you have items that maybe are captured in different places, or maybe some are written down and others are in your head, or maybe some are on an app in your phone, or maybe some are on an email list or a Google Notes doc or some combination of all of those things. By the way, you would be very normal if that were the case. Having all of those to-dos and projects and responsibilities spread across different platforms or in different areas can actually cause your brain to second guess your systems. It may not trust that you will actually be able to remember that you have these things to do because they're spread out all over the place. This is a core concept in the book, Getting Things Done by David Allen. He recommends putting everything that needs to be done in one single place. Are you ready for the solution? Take all of your various to-dos, the ones in your head, the ones that you're trying to remember, the ones on various lists, the doctor's appointments that need to be made, the report that needs to be written, that application that needs to be filled out, the phone call that needs to be returned, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Literally, take the time and put them all in one place, ideally on one single but obviously multi-page list. Now, it can certainly be helpful to prioritize if you go and to ultimately categorize these things. But here's the thing. If you are drowning in overwhelm, the fastest way that I've found to catch my breath and to pull out of all the stuff is to put it in one place. Whatever time that I spend doing that will ultimately save me time on the back end because I will have more focus. And when you have high value and deep thought tasks to accomplish, this is absolutely critical. Now, if you haven't tried this, you may be a bit skeptical, but I'm going to tell you it works for me and there really is some good science to back up why that's the case. My recommendation, give it a try and let me know if it works for you. Now, friend, my second tip Ideally, you do this after you've captured or recaptured every single to-do in one place, is schedule a little time, maybe just a half hour or maybe an hour, and take yourself on a date. This is a beloved concept that's endorsed by one of my favorite authors, Julia Cameron, from her book on unlocking creativity. It's called The Artist Way. In the book, Julia recommends that you schedule time on your calendar, I think she recommends once a week, and you go on some type of adventure with just yourself. This exercise allows you to get some space from that enormous to-do list and all of the things that are weighing on your, on your mind. And remember, you've already captured it all in one place, so your brain should be feeling a little more free. Take a few minutes just for you and do something special. Go to a museum, go to a new exhibit, or go for a drive in the country. Go for a walk without a particular destination or purpose. Go see something beautiful and spend the time observing it. I find that these two strategies together can be an incredibly easy way of getting myself back on track. 
If you try them, friend, I'd love to know if they work for you. And also, I'd love to hear any easy additional tips that work for you as well. By the way, a little bonus for you, I've created a special book recommendation list on Amazon in response to demand for this list. There you can find some of my favorites like The Artist's Way, as well as all of the books from our past guests on She Said, She Said podcast. I've included links in the show notes for this episode, episode 224. Now I've broken these lists up into three, I think, uh, at last count. I have a a list for all the books that have appeared on this podcast in, uh, in the year 2022. I've included a list of some of my favorites on my own bookshelf and I've included a broader list with some of the older titles from guests who have appeared over the past several years. There are some awesome titles and so many of them are so perfect as you start to think about goals and priorities for the year ahead. Okay, friend, that is it for today and possibly for the year. I wish you and yours the happiest and most joyous of holidays and a fabulous start to the new year. Until next time, you take care and I'll talk to you soon. She Said, She Said podcast is a weekly production of She Said, She Said Media.